God is good. All the time. time. Amen. The word of God says, you've heard that it was said, eye for eye and tooth for tooth. But I tell you, do not resist an evil person. If anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to them the other cheek also. And if anyone wants to sue you and take your shirt, hand over your coat as well. This time we'll have to go to God in prayer. Mark Wallace, would you lead us in a word of prayer, please? Amen. Thank you, Mark. If anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to them the other cheek also. Turn the other cheek. Now, I want to say this before I start preaching. I get ideas from a lot of folks on sermons and things they'd like to hear. So today, this the idea came from Christian. So if you like the sermon, you give her a pat on the back, okay, after church. If you don't like the sermon, then talk to Tim about it, right? Turn the other cheek. I believe that as Christians, we should believe and have in our minds that the Word of God is pure and true from all the way from Genesis to Revelations. Amen? It's the Word of God. And if we are Christians, that means that we are going to do our very best to live not only what it says in Genesis, but we're going to do our very best to live what it says in Matthew. We're also going to do what it says in Revelations. We're going to do our very best to have the Word of God as being the foundation to our salvation and walking in that light and knowing the will of God. But we also know there's some scriptures in the Bible that we as Christians would just like to move on past, right? Not verses that you want to dwell on, not a verse maybe that you have on your refrigerator that you read each and every day, but some things that you would say, Brother Paul, I really like most of the Bible, but there's a few things in there that I just don't understand very well. One of those scriptures is the one that I read for you this morning, isn't it? When it talks about if someone hits you on your right cheek, then turn the other cheek for them to hit the other side. How many of you love that scripture right there? Isn't that a wonderful one to think about? Rhett loves it, you see? He's a, he's a good boy. But when you think about that, most of the time, that's not how we react, right? If somebody hits you on the right cheek, what do we most of the time think about doing back? Hitting them back, what? Just as hard? No, as hard as we can back to them. That's sort of our mentality, isn't it? We, we want to hit back. We are... We, you know, our pride's been hurt a little bit. Somebody's b- bothered us just a little bit. And it's going to cause us now to go back and far back at them. I know we taught Heather this. And I'm sure you taught your kids and you teach your grandkids this. If somebody's bothering you, honey, you better take up for yourself, right? You got to watch out for yourself. You got to be there to take up for yourself. But the Word of God says to us as Christians today... Turn the other cheek. Because what happens so often is when somebody hits you, and then what? You hit them back. Maybe not with an actual hit. Maybe it's a word. Maybe it's an action. Maybe it's just something that you do. It doesn't stop there, does it? It continues on in one of your preacher's favorite words. It continues on to fester, doesn't it? It just keeps getting bigger and and bigger and bigger. And relationships are torn apart. Feelings are hurt. 
Things are said that they shouldn't be said. Things are said that you wish you had never said before. And turning that other cheek turns in not only to that, but it's an ongoing issue that's going on. It's hard to forgive somebody, isn't it? It's hard to have that heart of forgiveness that says, you do something to me, I'm not going to retaliate, I am going to forgive you. As Christians, we know that that's what God has called us to do. Amen? But we also know as Christians that's one of the hardest things we have to do is have that type of forgiveness. Have you ever had somebody that's just done something to you so bad that it's just so hard to get over it? That it's difficult to be able to move past those things? A lot of you know what I used to do for a living as a social worker. I had to go to court quite often. And I had a lot of friends that were attorneys, and we all got along, and I always told people, it's sort of like, I used to love watching wrestling. Any rest of y'all love watching wrestling? They would go in there and beat the stew out of each other, and then they'd all go out and get in the same car and go home, you know? I always thought that's how court was when you win, because I knew those lawyers, when I got up to testify on certain cases, and I usually had to testify every Thursday, I knew some of those lawyers would just come up there and start talking bad and this and that and the other, but we'd always go out most of the time to lunch afterwards, and I'd talk to them during the week. Well, one week I went to court, and it was a bad case. I had to remove four kids out of this home. It was tough. The parents were upset. The grandparents were upset. A lot of people were upset about what was going on and so on and so forth. They went and hired an attorney, a pretty high-priced attorney, to come to court on that Thursday. Well, I guess because he was a high-priced attorney, he decided that he was going to show them that his money, their money they were spending was worth the while. For three hours, I was on the stand. For three hours. And I want to tell you, he pushed every button that I had. He talked about me, and he'd done all of his studying and so on and so forth, knew more about me than I thought anybody knew about me, and he brought it all up. Not only that, he had a few things to bring in about my family and so on and so forth. And You know how when you're sitting in a situation and somebody's just hit you on the cheek and you start feeling that blood pressure, what's it do? Starts rising. I, I remember sitting there on that chair and I had my hands... Just, no, don't let me get up. Don't let me say what I want to say because his number one goal was to get me mad and cause me to stoop down to the level that he was. I want to tell you, when I got off that stand, I wasn't ready to turn the other cheek. I was thinking really, really hard about, you just wait, buddy. You'll get yours. And I'm going to bring it back to you. Even now, thinking about it, it gets me a little riled up. You ever had situations like that before? For no reason you think to yourself, why did they just say that? Why did they just do that? Why did they just act in that way? What caused them to that action to be there? And it's something that hits you down to the core, doesn't it? Because I remember every time after that, the next week when I went back to court and I saw him, it was he said hello and 
I said, hello. But you know what came to my mind as soon as I saw him? Every time that I saw him, I went back to being on that stand and him saying those things to me. That happens to you too, doesn't it? Somebody does you bad. Somebody's hurt you. Somebody's done something to you, may not, not only to you, but also as to your family. It's hard to see them, and it's hard not to say, remember what that's going on and what's going on in their minds. As Christians, we are taught to turn the other cheek. We are taught that it's important for us to have that type of forgiving heart. It's important for us to be able to say, I'm going to move past that. We are taught that. But I believe we all could say this morning, it's very difficult to do that, isn't it? It's very hard to move on from some of those points in your life. This morning, I don't have all the answers. I was reading the scripture this morning like I usually do to Kevin and Sheila on the way over here. They get a little taste of the sermon before they, before they get to church. And we were when I read that scripture to them, they, uh, we all decided and agreed upon, I don't think we can solve that issue today, can we? How for all of us to turn the other cheek. But I believe we can look at some ways that may help us do just a little better. First of all, I believe, Forgiveness does not change the other person. It changes you. Forgiveness does not change the other person. It changes you. Over in Matthew 26, 27 through 29, it says, Then he took a cup, and when he got, had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, <clears throat> Drink from it, all of you. This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. I tell you, I will not drink from this fruit of the vine from now on until the day when I drink it new with you in my Father's house. Praise be to God today. This will make you happy as a Christian. Praise be to God today that Jesus died upon an old rugged cross to give you forgiveness. Amen? Isn't that wonderful? Somebody that did something for you and never asked anything in return. All that he asked for us is basically to us to be able to receive him into our hearts and our lives. And isn't it, isn't it a blessing to know today that God forgives you of your sins? Amen? That's a blessing that somebody loves you that much. God not only get, forgives you for one slap on the cheek, he forgives you for what? Many, many, many slaps on the cheek. And that forgiveness is just for you. You know, I truly believe today that God offers that forgiveness to us over and over again. And not only did he, does He offer that to you, He offers that forgiveness to who? To everyone. Everyone has that chance for forgiveness. If God forgave us, why is it so hard for us to forgive someone else? Why is that? I believe sometimes that old word pride comes in there. Any the rest of y'all? No, preacher. I just lay down and let everybody walk over me. No, we all have that fight or flight, don't we? We have that pride in there. Well, I'm not, I'm not going to act like I'm weak. 
If I ask for forgiveness of something, that means that I'm weak. That means that I'm wrong. That means that I did something wrong. One of the things that I've learned in my years of being on this earth, and I believe you agree with me on this, there are some people you just cannot change. You realize that? There is just some people that you cannot change. Now, I said you. I still believe God can change them. Amen? But you're all, you can do your very best there to do that. But there's just some people it's very hard to think about them making a change. But as Christians, we have to say to ourselves, I'm going to ask for forgiveness not just for you, but it's for what? For me. I need that forgiveness in my heart. I've heard many people say before, well, you need to be the bigger person. Well, that's hard, isn't it? It's hard to be the bigger person sometimes when somebody's hurt you. It's hard sometimes to be the bigger person when somebody says something or an action that comes along and you can't forget about it. It's hard to do that. Forgiveness is more than just asking that forgiveness. It should be a change in your mind, shouldn't it? Now, one of the things that I've heard many, many times before is, well, you're supposed to forgive and what? And forget. I want you to know something this morning. There'll be some people that's going to disagree with me on this. Forgiveness does not mean you're going to forget. You got that? It's okay to say that. Some people say, preacher, I got I to wipe it clean. I'm going to tell you, me and my lawyer friend, I guess, yeah, I'll call him a friend. We went out to eat a couple weeks later. He asked forgiveness of me. I asked him to, uh, for forgiveness. We ate together. He bought my lunch, which is unreal. We went ahead and walked out, and I told him I forgave him, and he forgave me, and we were all good. But you know what? I still remembered it. I still remember it today. Now, on my cell phone or different, our computers and different things, B, BJ could probably come here and preach better about this than I could, but, you know, if you have a problem with your cell phone, you can just turn it off. And you, a lot of people say, well, just turn it off, turn it back on, and maybe it'd be better. That, when you call South Central all the time, that's the first thing they say to you, isn't it? Unplug the boxes and plug it back in and let it reboot. Wouldn't it be nice if we had a reboot button? <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice? Or you had a delete button. Did you go back and just delete a few things that you don't want to remember or a few things that's not there? Right after I had my surgery, I've still got some of it, but I forgot a few things. Now I'm starting to remember some of those things, and now I wish I could forget some of those things. You ever been there? Been there before? Forgiveness and forgetting is hard to understand. You see, the devil wants you to lose your cool. He wants you to get upset. He wants you to get mad. He wants you to show, you know, one of the things we know as non-Christians, what a lot of non-Christians want you to do is stoop down to their level, don't they? They want you to get upset. They want you to get mad. I've always told people when I was working, have somebody video you when you get mad. Because you're not going to enjoy what you see. Because we turn in, a lot of people turn into an entirely different person, don't they? They act in ways, they say things, they do things, they, they hurt other people. And, 
It's just like they just don't know when to stop. That's not what God wants us to do. God wants us to have that forgiveness in our hearts and in our minds. But it's always going to be there. But don't let those thoughts control you, right? You have to be able to move past those things in your life. You have to say to yourself, I am bigger than that. Yes, I'm going to be the bigger person. I'm going to ask for that forgiveness. And not only that, I'm not going to forget, but I'm still going to love you. Amen? Because God loves me, and I have that forgiveness. And the last point this morning. Today, what is standing in your way of forgiving someone? What is it? Over in Matthew 7, we'll just read just a little bit there in verse 3. Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? That's probably another scripture that we'd really just love to pass on by, right? This, this is, we know it's in the Bible, but I believe to have true forgiveness of anything, first of all, you have to forgive yourself. You have to look at your own life. You had to say to your own self, what do I need to change? I want you to know something this morning. I hope you all understand this. Sheila and I love each and every one of you. So when I say this, don't get upset at Sheila. You can get upset at me. That would be all right. None of us here this morning are perfect. Do you realize that? None of us are. We all have things that we stick in the closet and we don't want anybody to know about. We all have things in our life that we wish it would just stay hidden. We all have things in our life that, that just bugs us and we're holding on to those things and we're not, a, we're, not, we're not having the ability to live the life that God wants us to live because we have that speck of sawdust in our eyes. And it's bothering us and bugging us and it's causing us not to be the person that Christ wants us to be. So for, before we go into this forgiveness thing and turning the other cheek, we have to say to ourselves, God, I am a sinner saved by grace. Amen? And God, I've made mistakes, but you forget. You know, sometimes God forgives us and we can't forgive ourselves. Realize that? We had to say to ourselves, God, you forgave me. I'm going to what? I'm going to forgive myself. I'm not going to allow this to control me. I'm not going to allow this to be the thing that, that just drags me down all the time. Because when I can't love myself, you know what the rest of that is? You can't love anybody else. You can't have that true love in your heart and in your life. So today, we have to say to ourselves, I'm going to move past that. I'm going to forgive myself, and I'm going to forgive someone else. And I'm going to have that ability in my life to know that forgiveness is real. Turn the other cheek to have that forgiveness in your life. Today, I promise many of you, while I was preaching, I told you about my lawyer. I'm sure many of you why I was preaching was thinking about somebody or something. 
something that has went on in your life. One of the things that we all know, and as we, I get older, I'm learning that life gets shorter and shorter, doesn't it? You only have so long that you're going to be on the face of this world. While you're here, I think you need to enjoy it. I don't think you should have grudges and all these things and so on and so forth and so on. One of the things that, that I, I used, I know that y'all probably won't believe this, but Sheila probably amen in real big on it. I used to be really stubborn. <laughs> and it had to be my way or the highway. And it, if I didn't come up with the idea, it wasn't any good. But one of the things that I've learned through a lot of different things is it's okay to admit you're wrong. It's okay for you to say you're sorry. It's okay for you to say that's my fault or my bad. It's okay. Because one of the things that I've learned is life is short, and while you're here, you need to live it to its fullest. And if you're allowing a situation or somebody or something to control you, you're not living your life to the fullest. You're not understanding what it means to turn that other cheek. You're allowing that to bring you down. So today, as always, every time you come to church, it's your choice, isn't it? I can't go back there and drag it out of you. I can't sit you down and say, we're going to talk and I'm, we're going to have a stare down contest. Do you change? No, it don't work that way. You have to decide that yourself, don't you? So today, that, that problem you came to church with this morning, or that situation or something you're holding on to, or something that you need to have forgiveness of, that situation you came to church with you this morning, you can take it back home with you too, can't you? Or you can decide this morning, preacher, that's enough. This is silly. Why am I allowing this to control me? Why am I allowing this situation to be something that's bringing me down? One of the great things I think about serving our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and you've heard me say it before, it's all-inclusive, isn't it? He can take care of your salvation. He can take care of eternity. He takes care of you all throughout. He is the Alpha and what? The Omega. The beginning and the end. This morning... What do you need? What is that forgiveness? What is that situation that you need to work on? Maybe it's to turn your heart and life over to Christ. Wonderful. Maybe it's another situation that's there and your preacher's favorite thing also. If you'd like to join the church this morning to have some forgiveness, that's also open as well. Whatever the Word of God has talked to you about this morning, make sure you listen to it and hear that call this morning as we have our closing song. Joe and Larry.